It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. The show is on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com and call into the show, 405 362 7128. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. We're going to dive into the all star voting returns and The All-Star Game as a whole, as that's been a huge topic of conversation. We're also going to have a special Monday edition of Stockwatch, because we did not have Stockwatch on Friday, whenever we had that big crossover episode with Locked on Wolves. And then, we're going to go to the Spice-O-Meter and have your hot takes on the show at the end. This last week was a ton of fun on Locked on Thunder on Monday. We talked about... The Thunder's tough stretch coming up this month on Tuesday. We talked about Poku going down to the G League bubble and what that means for his development. On Wednesday, we discussed if Shea was an all-star on Thursday. We recapped that humongous win over the Houston Rockets. On Friday, we had a crossover episode with Locked on Wolves talking about the direction of each franchise this season and beyond. And then on Saturday and Sunday... We recap both games from the Timberwolves, the Friday game and the Saturday game on Saturday and Sunday, respectively. It was a jam-packed week of Locked on Thunder. We're going to do it all over again this week on Locked on Thunder. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Go back and listen to any shows you might have missed throughout the week. And we're going to start with the All-Star game today. So the first fan voting returns came back earlier last week. And Shea was ninth amongst Western Conference guards. Al Horford did not place amongst Western Conference big men. I'm not sure why he would have placed amongst them, so I'm not really surprised about that. But Shea being ninth is not surprising either because we all knew that the fan voting is not how Shea gets into the All-Star game. It's it's good to do it. I mean, it's fun to be on Twitter and making All-Star memes and retweeting All-Star things. I do it too. I encourage you to continue to do it just to, you know, have some fun with it. But we all know that that's not his pathway to the All-Star game. Because fan voting is ridiculous in itself. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is placing in the All-Star voting. Derrick Rose is placing in the All-Star voting. Klay Thompson, who has not played a single game this year and is out for the season, is placing in the All-Star voting. It's it's just outright insane. But the way that fans vote on this sort of thing to where Shea was never going to finish high enough in the fan voting to start the All-Star game, even though he does deserve an All-Star spot. So 
What needs to happen for Shea is that he needs to get the, the media panel and the coaches and his peers to vote him into the All-Star game as a reserve. And in my opinion, as we talked about yesterday, I think he should be there without question. I think that if you only base this All-Star team on this specific year and the production in this specific year, then Shea is far and away at least an All-Star reserve. However, you know the media panels and the coaches and the players, they don't judge it isolated for some reason. They always factor in reputation and factor in you know, what a guy's done in his career to this point. And if he fits the bill of a, of a perennial all-star, he'll get the nod. But I am hoping that Shea can make the all-star team because he deserves it. And I think that it's just as simple as, you know, DeMar DeRozan has a ton of respect around the league. Shea has been better than DeMar DeRozan. Devin Booker has a ton of respect among the rest of the league. Of, of the league. And he's been there, done that before. And he's kind of earned the right to have that reputation of a, of a perennial all-star. But Shea has been better than Devin Booker this year. Like, if, if we're going to do the all-star game and we're going to bill it around this one year of, you know, you were an all-star in 2021, then take the best players from 2021. And if you do that, Shea is absolutely in. Now, the all-star game in of itself is coming up in some controversy. You've seen many players speak out against it. De'Aaron Fox is one of them. LeBron James is one of them. Giannis is one of them. You've seen these big names start to pull away from playing in that All-Star game that looked certain a week ago. And I think it still happens because money is king, and this is all going to be for money. I think that especially what happened in Brooklyn on Friday, where you know Kevin Durant can't play in the game due to health and safety protocols, and then all of a sudden he can play in the game, and then all of a sudden he gets pulled from the game again for a third time, you you really wonder at that point, what are we doing here with the health and safety protocols, and should we really be adding in another risk? However, there's also the argument of, look, the NBA has said that these guys can travel to you know Hawaii and travel across the United States. So obviously if they go to Hawaii and they go to Puerto Rico or they go to you know, Florida, wherever they're going to go, LA, they're going to be around a large group of people that they're not typically around because with these new, uh, you know, with these new protocols for these players whenever they're at their home and at their hotel, they don't get to be around a ton of people besides their own household. Clearly, if they travel to LA, you know, they're, they're going to be able to ex- broaden their, their horizons of if they're going to be around their family members or friends. And that's all great, but it is a risk just as an all-star game is a risk. So having the all-star break and, and having you not play games during it is a risk itself, no matter if you're doing it because you're playing an actual game or the risk of traveling to go see new people. Obviously, the more new people you see that you haven't seen in a long time, that you haven't been quarantining with, the the, the risk is there for anybody, not just athletes, it's there for anybody. So everyone in this all-star break will take a risk at some point. Every single player, every single staff member, everyone will take a risk at some point during this break. And so I, I don't really care to crucify the league in wanting to do the All-Star game to make money. What I will say is that I would crucify the league for is if they don't allow an opt-out. Like normally, De'Aaron Fox laid it out there that normally, look, if you're healthy and you don't play in the All-Star game, you get hit with a hefty fine, like a huge fine, so much so that it deters anyone from opting out of the All-Star game. In this year, 
this is the only way that I would crucify the league myself in this year. If you do not allow even LeBron James and even all these top guys to opt out, then that is where I would begin to view the league differently. Because the, the risk factor of COVID just doesn't do it for me in the sense of, again, all these guys will have a, an calculated risk whenever they go do something else during the All-Star break. So going to Atlanta and playing a basketball game, you know, an exhibition game, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things whenever you're going to have those vacations on All-Star Weekend as they should, as, they've, they, as they deserve to take that break and decompress. They're going to have those risks. So what should happen is, Go ahead and have the All-Star game. Your money will be the same and allow players to opt out. And then that is twofold because it creates more All-Stars as well. So the thing about the All-Star game is that you're not getting anyone new, right? Nobody's sitting down like they did on Sunday to watch the Super Bowl whenever they're not an NFL fan. That does not happen for the All-Star game. There's no such thing as a non-basketball fan watching the All-Star game by themselves on uh, on their own volition. But what you do get is a lot of casual basketball fans who watches the slam dunk contest and watches the three-point contest and watches the All-Star game. And then they'll check back in the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals. That's when they're going to check back in. So, so you might only get them for a couple of events per year. Your money will not change. They're still going to check in for that event with or without LeBron James. And, and if you allow players like LeBron to opt out or any player to opt out, it does create more all-stars because you're going to have to replace them with somebody. So let's say that Shea does not make the cut this year. He should, but let's say he doesn't. Shea does not make the cut this year. But a couple players opt out, and so now Shea is playing in the game, and he opts in, and he wants to play. Well, you've now, you're now going to introduce Shea to a huge new audience. They're going to see the outfits. They're going to see his play style. They're going to see his personality. And maybe that can get somebody to go check out a Thunder game randomly on a Wednesday night. Same thing with other players. It can introduce a new group of people to new players and help grow the game that way. So opting out of the All-Star game does not really impact anything because I don't think that there's anyone who would other, who would watch the All-Star game otherwise, but since LeBron's not in it or since Giannis is not in it, they're no longer going to watch it. They're still going to watch the All-Star game, no matter who's in it. Because you're not pulling from non-basketball fans, you're only pulling from a already confirmed group of basketball fans as to what extent are they fans. And by virtue of introducing them to new players, if those players do opt out, then you might have grown their fandom over the All-Star weekend. So I'm not somebody who's going to sit here and crucify the league for having an All-Star game. We all understand it's about money. It is only about money. But the risk in the sense of COVID is there for every single person over the All-Star break whenever they decide to do something other than the All-Star game. These guys are not going to sit in their house, and they shouldn't sit in their house the entire All-Star break and do nothing. They're going to do stuff, and they're going to have fun, and they're going to be with their families, and they deserve a break from all of this. And they should be responsible. They should be safe. They're going to be as safe as possible, but they're going to be no less safe going to L.A. than they will be going to Atlanta and being in the NBA testing protocols and being amongst some NBA regulation during the All-Star break. So the safety of the players, in my opinion, is not up for up for debate in the All-Star setting, you know, the actual game itself, more so than it would be in the All-Star break itself. So I'm, I'm totally fine with the NBA going on with it. 
We all understand it's only about money. This this whole season is only about money. It's why they started the season before Christmas and did not wait for MLK Day. It's all about money. Let me know what you think about the NBA, if they should still have the All-Star Game in Atlanta. But I do want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Style Magazine or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it right here. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinct designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a unique, beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at bluenow.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is an iconic, timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark that special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you definitely want to check this out right now. Again, this is an exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings that are now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Locked On Today. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski of Locked On Today is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with the news that matters most in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from. So it is now time to open up the stock market and buy and sell stocks from this past week in the NBA. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. So the stock market is open. Whose stock are we buying? Whose stock are we selling? I'm buying Darius Baisley's stock. He had a career high in rebounds on Wednesday, and he's put in a role that can really help his game these last couple of games where he's not just sitting out in the corner. He's actually doing things and being involved offensively. I wonder how much that changes once this team is fully healthy again. But to see him cutting and, and to see him using his athleticism both to get to the rim and also as a ball handler is something I want to see him continue on moving forward. But he's been really good. He had a really tough start to the year, but this last week he averaged 14 points per game. He got one assist per game and eight rebounds per game. And he did all of that on shooting 42% from the floor and just 26% from beyond the arc. But he was really efficient on Saturday and that really helped him out there. For his season, he's averaging 11 points and 7 rebounds, so you're seeing him make up some progress in this last week, and really he's had a really good last month if you extend this out all the way back to that road trip. So I think that Darius Baisley's stock is going to go to the moon. I think he's back. I think that he's going to start to build on this and, and start to get you know more comfortable 
in this new environment as a go-to guy, as a starter, as somebody who defenses are game planning for. That's been a big adjustment for him. He's no longer coming off the bench. He's no longer someone that can fly under the radar. He's no longer somebody that can surprise NBA defenses. They're planning for him, and he's made that adjustment he needed to make, and he's done a really good job in that, especially this last week. And I think that building block Baisley stock is going to go to the moon. I am also going to buy Tail Maldon stock. I think that we've talked about him so much since he's moved to the starting lineup, and you're seeing how mature he is for a 19-year-old basketball-wise. It's just so important to understand he's still so young. I know he's been playing professional ball since he's like 15 years old, but he is doing things that just should not happen at his age, and you have found your sixth man of the future. I mean, he plays... Really good defense comparatively to what you, the knock on him coming into the year was. I mean, coming into the draft, people questioned his, his athleticism, questioned if he can play at the NBA speed and if he can play with NBA athletes. And so whenever you factor in the judgments made on him going into this rookie season and to see him not be embarrassed defensively, to see him have some flashes defensively even where you see that he has the capability and that he just needs the development and coaching and then you factor in that the Thunder have one of the best coaching and development staffs in the NBA. I am really encouraged with the positive signs we're seeing defensively from Tail Malvon, which kind of flies under the radar for him because he can shoot the lights out of the gym at times, because he can be a facilitator on offense. And when you go back to the knocks on his athleticism, people questioned him getting to the rim. He's had some really crafty finishes around the rim, and that should leave you excited for the potential of more. I still think that he is your sixth man of the future and a very valuable piece to this future, coming off that bench, being a steady hand on the second unit, being able to keep your offense afloat while your starters are on the bench is a really big deal. How many times in Oklahoma City have we seen that not been the case? And so if Teo Maldon can fill that role and do so for a long period of time, you're going to be a very successful team. I understand the want for him to be a a long-term starter. I think a lot of that has to do with the draft this year and and where the Thunder fall and who the Thunder pick and all that good stuff. But I think that his most value for Teo Maldon is a sixth man, and that's not a knock on him. That's a very valuable position. Uh, But going over to Kendrick Williams, you know, I I think that his stock, you know, Kenny Hustle, I think that Kenny Hustle's stock is at an all-time high right now. I think that so many people are buying into Kenny Hustle. So many people are, are loving Kenny Hustle right now, and they should. He's doing all the right things. In Oklahoma, in a a place like this, you have to play basketball the old-fashioned way. You have to get dirty. You have to set screens. You have to grab rebounds. You have to get floor burns. You have to do all that good stuff to endear yourself to this basketball community. And he's done all of that, and then some. But I think that the stock is getting out of hand at this point. I still see a pathway for him to be a legitimate rotational piece if he can be more consistent shooting the ball from beyond the arc and, and sustain that throughout this season and, and, and throughout his career, that opens up a door for him that would keep him in this league for a long, long time because you're always going to need an energy giver like Kenrich Williams. And I think that he'll have every opportunity to prove he can be that guy with this team. But I think that with the stock at an all-time high right now, you'd probably sell. But I've been very encouraged with Kenny Hustle. And then Darius Miller. I am buying stock in Darius Miller. I think that this stock is about to take off. I think that this stock is about to go to the moon because of the floor spacing, because of the shooting, because of the defensive IQ. As he gets more minutes coming back from that torn Achilles, as he gets more minutes coming back from that injury, 
I think that you'll see more and more of his value, and he'll be someone that contenders want to get their hands on. Now, it's not going to break the bank to get Darius Miller, but he can provide such a boost to a second unit of a contending team that might see their offense stall in the in the postseason. As the game slows down in the postseason, as you're having to play more of a half-court offense, if you do not have the weapons on your bench to knock down and space the floor, Darius Miller can be a good microwave option for you to go give you 10 to 13 minutes a night in the playoffs and knock down two or three threes a night in the playoffs and really help you out there and really be a difference maker for a second unit. And it would only cost you like a second round pick or even a protected second round pick for Darius Miller. And he's only owed $7 million. I think that Darius Miller can be an Anthony Morrow type. And then as always, I have one general NBA stock watch. I think the Utah Jazz are legitimate. I think that the Utah Jazz can reach the Western Conference Finals. I'm buying stock in the Utah Jazz. I don't think that they're just a a flash in the pan. I don't think that they're just a good regular season team. I think that this team can translate to the postseason. And I think that this team will translate to the postseason. And I could see them getting to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not confident in the Utah Jazz. So let me know what you think. Are, Are the Jazz in the mix for the Western Conference Finals? Or... Are you still rocking with just L.A. Clippers and L.A. Lakers to get there? Who are you having right now surviving the playoffs and getting to the finals in the Western Conference? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. I want to let you know right now, though, that our good friends over at BetOnline.ag have you covered. It's the place that you want to be. BetOnline is the fastest and it's the easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and prop bets on almost anything you can even imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. So sign up for free today at BetOnline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, Camo Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. They are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. The Bilt Bars are great for the health conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bilt Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BiltBar.com. Whenever you go over there, use promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order at BiltBar.com. My personal favorite of these Built Bars is the cookies and cream option. So go check that out today at BiltBar.com. Promo code Locked On, 20% off your next order. When this podcast is over, go check out Locked on Bets. Betting on the NBA does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast from. So I did want to take a minute to talk about this upcoming Lakers game. I know that we ran out of time for the spice o meter which gives you more time to submit your hot takes on Twitter 
at Rylan underscore styles. You can go there at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Drop your hottest NBA or Thunder take. I'll read them on the show. We will do that on Wednesday's podcast now. So we'll shift that over to Wednesday and you can drop your hot takes and I'll read them on the show and grade them one through five on the Spice-O-Meter. There's not a line yet on the Lakers-Thunder game, so I'll tweet that out as well and the Moneyball pick of the game as well. But we do know right now that Mike Muscala will not be available because he's in the concussion protocol. He sustained a concussion against the Timberwolves on Saturday. The team just released a press release to us right now as I'm recording this. He will not be able to go against the Lakers because he's in that protocol. Uh, He was in that concussion protocol back in the bubble in August. Uh, Alexei Pukashevsky was in the protocol earlier this year, and so now Mike Muscala is back in the protocol. But this game really starts a very tough stretch for Oklahoma City. And, And right now, the Thunder are hanging around. Right now, they're doing exactly what they need to do. They once again sit 10th at tankathon.com. They're 10 and 12. They're knocking on the door of being out of the lottery and being able to be a playoff team. And even as they're close to the playoff spot, they're only five and a half games back of the first overall pick. So nothing has been decided just yet on this team's season. But it will be decided after this month's over because you're entering a brutal stretch. This week alone, you play the Lakers twice in the Nuggets. In this week, you play the Lakers twice in the Nuggets. How they survive that stretch will be fascinating to watch. And especially given the fact that it's on the West Coast and it's a road trip and you're having to to go on another long road trip out West, it'll be tough. It'll be really tough. And we'll know a lot about this team whenever they return home. But whenever they return home on Sunday, they've got to play the Bucs. They've got to play the Bucs on Sunday night. It never gets easier for the rest of this month because you're constantly playing either contenders for the NBA Finals or NBA playoff teams like Portland or like Memphis or like Miami. The Spurs are in the mix. The Hawks are in the mix. And then you have a scrappy Cavs team as well, along with a couple more games against the Nuggets and the Bucks. So it is tough sledding, and it'll be fascinating to see how this all unfolds. For me, I think that if the Thunder can pull off a single win this week, then they are in business. Because the Lakers games are back-to-back games against the Lakers, but they're not back-to-back in terms of days of the week. So you're going to play the Lakers on Wednesday and Monday, you know, tonight and, mo- and Wednesday. You would imagine that LeBron and AD play both games because it's not a back-to-back and there's no worry about that at all. So you're going to face LeBron and AD twice, and then you're going to go face Denver at Denver, and then you're going to go take on Milwaukee. If you can get a win this week, if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, you've once again surpassed expectations of what the media expects you to do this week, but also you have firmly planted yourself as a team in the mix for a playing spot because Every challenge that gets presented to them, if they can steal wins here and there, that's how you do it. So I think that this will be a very telling week for Oklahoma City, and we're going to be here to cover it every single day. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. The show is on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. We will see you tomorrow to recap the game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.